Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Radio family, good morning. And once again, welcome to another weekend edition of Community Focus. Thank you for your great company and for tuning in here Saturday and Sunday mornings in our intercom stations. Again, the opportunity to engage in great conversation with members of our Community Focus family and a very important topic of discussion, as all of them are with members of our Community Focus family, But the two ladies who joined me, Renee Vaughn, this morning, Radio Family, are sharing with us some very pertinent and very important information. Let me go ahead and discuss what we will be talking and sharing with you about. I want to say, first of all, to welcome the newest members of our Community Focus family and Pam Salsby. She represents FEMA, which is the Federal Emergency Management Agency, and she's brought a partner along who represents the Small Business Administration, the Office of Disaster Assistance. So respectively, Pam Salsby and Lori Dana. Ladies, good morning. How are you both? Good morning, Renee. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for coming on board because what we're about to cover, as I mentioned again, is so important. One, what FEMA is doing to help with disaster relief and Lori, with you, with the SBA Disaster Assistance, that's available to us as homeowners, as renters, businesses of all sizes, and even nonprofits. We really, for many who are tuning in, will never forget the day, April 15th, 2018. It was one in which for a lot of persons living in Guilford County, as well as living in those neighboring counties, Rockingham County, for instance, um, an EF2, as it was officially confirmed, tornado touchdown in the Greensboro, North Carolina area. I wanted to, first of all, Pam, start with you. Bring us up to speed indeed with what FEMA is doing to help with disaster relief for persons impacted by those storms. Renee, thank you so much, and uh, thank you um, for giving us the time Absolutely. and the space to share Certainly. with your audience uh, what FEMA and the SBA what we're doing to try to get people on the other side of this disaster. Right. So we were here on the ground right after the declaration for federal disaster assistance was declared. Mm -hmm. That was right around May 8th, May 9th. And uh, our stand is that we will be here as long as the state needs us. Excellent. So we are executing a really robust uh, response to the disaster. Mm -hmm. Uh, We want to um, let those who are suffering know that there are grants, there are loans that are available that can help them build back um, their lives and their property um, as they go through um, what has to have been a, a traumatic uh, experience. Absolutely. Like said, one that, that they will likely never, ever forget. Very much so. So, um, so our first priority and our focus is on 
registration, Mm -hmm. making sure that people understand that if they were impacted, if they live in either of those two impacted counties, Rockingham County and Guilford County, they are eligible to register for individual disaster assistance. And so far, we have registered more than 1,000 people between the office in uh, Rockingham County one in, in Guilford County. Excellent. So, so we're glad that the word is getting out. Definitely. And that's kind of like why, why we're here. Very much so, because right. Because we don't want people to miss out on exactly. the possibility for assistance because they just didn't know or they had misinformation and right. fed into some kind of a myth. So we have the time to kind of spell out exactly what the process is like. Absolutely. And I really appreciate that, ladies, because the recovery for a lot of families even though a few months have passed, they're still in that stage. And many are still really at that ground zero point. So to know that the assistance is there and it's going to be there for a period of time, that's got to really help a lot of families who likely at this time aren't really sure, well, up until we started this conversation, as to whether assistance was still available. Because in a lot of cases, you know, after a certain period of time, that's pretty much it. You're, you're left on dead, your own. There's a deadline exactly. and a window of opportunity. Right, and you're left on your own to fend for yourself when it comes to that. But it's wonderful that we have two well-known agencies that have partnered together, exactly. that have come together to help our communities. In that, Lori, I wanted to begin with you and asking who can apply for disaster relief. Well, the SBA offers disaster assistance for homeowners, mm-hmm. renters, businesses of all sizes, and nonprofits. Excellent. And the first step is to register with FEMA. Mm-hmm. And um, if you are referred to the SBA to complete a disaster loan right. application, mm-hmm. it's really important to do so. Even if you're not sure you want a loan, you need a loan, mm-hmm. um, you may have insurance, it's really important to complete that disaster loan application. Uh, a significant, uh, more than half of the people that... Um, Register with FEMA will be referred to um, the SBA. Right, okay. right now there were um, there's over 600 households that were referred to yeah. SBA to complete a disaster mm-hmm. loan, and over 100 businesses. However, only 74 households have applied for the SBA, wow. and and they're leaving money on on the table. And here's mm-hmm. why: mm-hmm. if they're denied a disaster loan, they're referred back to. FEMA for any assistance that might be available. Right. But if they don't complete that disaster loan application, all assistance stops. So we really encourage people to fill out that disaster loan application, even if you don't think you qualify for a loan. Um, And the the loan, uh, well, we can go into more of that later, but that's an important part of the process um, for both people that are approved for disaster loans and um, denied. And I'm so glad you ladies are here and that we'll have the time to really get into expounding on that information, reiterating it in some places for those that if you're not with us at the beginning of the program, we're going to get you caught up a little later on the show. Now, this time, Pam, what's the focus right now? And have there been any challenges thus far that either agency has come across or run into? You know, the, the only challenge that I could speak to is just people getting the information that they need and not getting uh, misinformation. I'm really proud that we have disaster survivor um, assistance teams that go Mm -hmm. door to door, street by street, um, giving people information 
answering questions and helping them register in their communities. That was one of the first things that uh, survivors began to see after that federal disaster declaration. Mm -hmm. So, um, So my concern is just making sure that as many people as can hear that we are here and we're here to help. Um, we're not going to be here, you know, forever. There's, you know, but we want people to come as soon as they can. And um, and then that brings me to a point of letting people know there are many ways to get in touch with FEMA mm-hmm. for disaster assistance registration. They can call our helpline, which is one eight hundred six six two FEMA one eight hundred six two one three three six two. And let me say that again, 1-800-621-3362. They can register that way over the phone. They can also register online, disasterassistance.gov, and there's a step-by-step process that way. And what I always encourage when it is possible is for survivors to visit our disaster recovery Mm -hmm. centers. And we have one that's right here in Greensboro, 1203 Maple Street. You're absolutely correct, Pam. And that is the Guilford County Department of Public Health. Please continue. And um, and there they can be one-on-one, face-to-face with men and women from FEMA who are tested and trained in getting people to the other side of the disaster. You know, the people going through this and trying to build back, this is one of the worst things that could ever happen to their lives and you know it's like you never expect it's going to happen to you you know you see it played out on television you watch these tornadoes and go oh my gosh Mm -hmm. you know look at the destructive nature of them and look at the damage and the lives torn apart and somehow you never think ah you know that that sound of that train whistle i'm that's never going to happen right until until it does does, exactly people are traumatized by this there's so Mm -hmm. many different things going on and the the folks who work for fema They've been through multiple disasters, so they know what questions folks have. They understand the confusion and the worry, Mm -hmm. and they get all of that. And they will take as long as they need to walk people through what they need to do to be considered eligible for disaster assistance. And um, I just find that when folks come into the disaster uh, recovery centers, there's more of a human touch. Absolutely. And um, they're... There aren't just FEMA workers there. The mm-hmm. SBA has a huge <laughs> presence there. Excellent. As, long, as well as charity organizations. I've right. had many conversations with the uh, Baptist Men's Mission. You know, they're known for these gold uh, T-shirts that mm-hmm. they wear. They're mm-hmm. in the feeding uh, business uh, mm-hmm. right at the uh, start of a disaster. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, they're talking to homeowners about things that they can do to help them build back their property, just mm-hmm. different construction and repairs that they can do. And it's free. It's what they do on a voluntary basis. And then, of course, our uh, state partners are there. They have a heavy presence at the disaster recovery centers, too. Excellent. So, you know, once you've registered for FEMA, people just kind of move through the line and find out, well, what else might I be Mm -hmm. eligible for? And, and, you know, what do you offer that might help me build back? Absolutely. Um, So I always um, encourage folks, if they can get transportation, um, to, to make that kind of like a priority mm-hmm. uh, to, to Indeed. visit a disaster recovery uh, center and talk to the men and women there yeah. about um, disaster assistance. And there are many, many programs and categories of assistance that FEMA offers to survivors, but the main components are in the areas of home repair, uh, replacing 
items that were destroyed or severely damaged because of the right. severe storms and the violence and of the storms and the tornadoes. Um, and they also do rental assistance. And we're talking about grants, mm-hmm. disaster relief grants. So it doesn't have to be paid back. And, and I know, Renee, we're going to talk some more on right. that end. But there is a Definitely. distinction between an SBA loan and federal yes. disaster grants from FEMA. Um, and so under underneath that broad umbrella, there's several other categories mm-hmm. that we consider other needs. So if those if you don't qualify for the items that I just mentioned in those categories, there are other um, opportunities and programs for grants. Excellent. Now I want to clarify something too. Sure. And those repairs for the home, the FEMA, mm-hmm. those are repairs to get your house safe and sanitary. Those are the you know to. Um, but if you have extensive extensive damage on your house right um that's not covered by by fema you know so that's also where the difference between the loan program and the um and the grant program so quite a distinction and you're right we're going to get into more of the particulars of that ladies i just want to thank you i like pam that you referenced the human touch because it's just a reminder that there's still an immediacy for a lot of families, Absolutely. even though April 5th, 15th has come and gone. And the, a lot of people have moved on. Maybe they had right. great insurance and so they're covered and they're good and they've yeah. moved on. But there's so many, many people, people who are still in the struggle. Exactly. And, uh, and these are trying times for them. Very so, much so. so. We definitely want them to get that information and not miss out on assistance because they didn't act quickly right. or because they didn't know or because they, they simply had um, misinformation. So even, the, you know, your audience, if they were not touched by this disaster at all, they may have, you know, friends at church, exactly. family members, right. ones who are who are maybe elderly and not quite sure how to navigate mm-hmm. and negotiate Very true. this new territory of building back. Um, then I would would hope it would be my hope that they would share this information Absolutely. with them. Absolutely, and also if it meant you know getting in a car and driving them to uh, to Maple right. Street to the uh, health department there and um, letting them sit with uh, some of the FEMA staff who can can really talk them through what they need. Absolutely. And I thank you, Pam and Lori, for sharing this great information. We're just scratching the surface, so we do have a lot more that we want to share. And to thank you, Radio Family, indeed, for tuning in. Uh, Again, as I mentioned earlier, very important and very pertinent information that we're sharing about not only what FEMA is doing to help with disaster relief, but what the SBA Disaster Assistance is doing. If you're a homeowner, if you're a renter, if you're a business of any and all size, and if you're a nonprofit, we're going to return. We're going to take a quick break. I got a lot more questions. So, Pam and Lori, I hope you don't mind. We don't mind at all. Well, I, I, I thank you very much for being here with me as we will come back. Much more of the weekend edition of Community Focus here in our intercom stations. We'll continue after this. It's more the weekend edition of Community Focus, and it's here in our intercom station Saturday and Sunday mornings. Thank you, Radio Family, for your great company and certainly the company of members of our Community Focus family. The first half of the show, they were newbies. They were official now, so <laughs> they are definitely part of our radio family. As I'm speaking with Pam Salsby, again representing FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency, and representing proudly SBA, which again stands for the Small Business Administration, Office of Disaster Assistance, I have Lori Dana. Ladies, we covered a lot, and thankfully we have in half of the show to cover even more about helping our area residents with disaster relief. I wanted to share something in, in preparing for our conversation today. I came across 
uh, an interesting site in doing a little bit of research. And I wanted to give this gentleman the, the proper credit and to recognize the work that he does. He extensively focuses on writing about main weather events, especially major ones such as this one with that EF2 tornado that occurred in Greensboro. His name is Dennis Mesero. He's also known as the Weather Dude. So he is part of a site that's called DAM Weather, and he actually broke down the anatomy of the April 15, 2018 tornado in Greensboro, North Carolina. I wanted to share this with you and with our listeners. One of the strongest and longest track tornadoes to hit North Carolina's Piedmont Triad in years touched down on the evening of Sunday, April 15, 2018. The EF2 tornado developed just east of downtown Greensboro shortly after 5 p.m. on Sunday and tracked north along a 33-mile path before dissipating south of Danville, Virginia. The tornado damaged more than 1,000 buildings in Guilford County, North Carolina alone and resulted in one indirect fatality and at least 14 injuries. The thunderstorm responsible for the tornado left behind a path of wind and tornado damage from central South Carolina through central Virginia. So That's pan- that is huge. And we were talking about that just as, just before we went to our first break. The visual of that. Even if this didn't happen directly to you, just in sharing those paragraphs of giving you that image of the track and the path of this storm, now, imagine for the families who are listening right now that were directly in the path of that. That Sunday, probably for a lot of individuals, just started as any other regular old day. You know, the weekend's winding down. They're trying to figure out, okay, Monday's steadily knocking on the door. We got a new week to start. Then all of a sudden, they see changes in the weather. And I mean major changes to the fact that after the damage was assessed, it was determined that it was an EF2 tornado. Now, that's relatively high. I think it, the five is five the highest or the most dangerous of tornadoes. I'm, I'm just putting it out there for those who are weather enthusiasts or know a little bit more about the weather. But even for an EF2 in an area between Guilford and Rockingham counties is huge. And we mentioned that something that just doesn't happen around here. And families left wondering where do we go from here? My house is totally destroyed. Everything I have just about is gone. How does recovery begin? How do I move on? How do I process all of this and try to get back to some sort of normalcy? And, and that's... You know, you, and you compound that with maybe um, a community or a neighborhood that was already, you know, facing hardship. Exactly. Like, things were not you know, exactly on easy street already. Right. And so, you know, so you're dealing with that. And then on top of that, you have a disaster. Disaster, exactly. Right on top of you. Right. And so the question about how to build back um, is just hard to do. It is. I mean, there's so many questions and there's so much, you know, pain. There's so much suffering that you have to sift, get through that. Exactly. While you're also trying to find out what you need right. to get back to where you were. And likely, there is, absolutely, Pam and, and Lori, and the fact that for families that are impacted, very likely, they're not just thinking about themselves, but they're thinking about their neighbors. They're thinking about perhaps a coworker, just a person that they know in their immediate neighborhood and knowing they weren't the only ones affected by this. 
So as we continue in our conversation, how do people, ladies, Pam, I'm going to address this a question to you. How does one register for disaster assistance and what kind of FEMA grants are available? Let, let's start there. Right. And then I'll start by start off by saying the FEMA grants is uh, financial aid that does not have to be paid back. And it is to someone who is deemed eligible mm-hmm. and they've gone through the process the FEMA assistance is either made in a direct deposit you know, to the recipient's survivor's a bank account or a check right. is made out to them. So just stressing that this, these are funds that don't have to be paid mm-hmm. back. And once again, it's registration, registration, registration. Absolutely. You won't know what you're eligible for mm-hmm. until you do that. So exactly. that's where you start. There and, you go. Um, and I hope that Lori and I don't end up sounding like broken records as we as we go with you through this program. No, it's such I don't think an so. important part. Absolutely. And so it opens up uh, programs that you may be eligible for right. to to build your life back. And mm-hmm. and like I said, you know, there are home repairs. There's there's um, reimbursement for things that you lost um, in your home. Mm-hmm. There's personal possessions that you lost, and even there um, there's a program that aids in mental health. Mm. Because while you're in it, sometimes you don't think about what's happening to you mentally. Very you're true. just trying to physically get yeah, things back in exactly. order. Exactly. Sometimes it may come after, you know, weeks and maybe months after a right. disaster, you begin to feel the effects mentally or they they're right in your face. So that's even a program where there is funding for that. There if there was uh, money spent on medical needs, um, pharmacy, uh, prescriptions, if these things were lost and you suffered because of the storm, there are grants that you may be eligible for right. uh, to either get reimbursed or to, to buy you know, what you need. So those are some of the what we call other assistance mm-hmm. needs, but the big ones uh, involve home repair, replacing uh, household property, personal property that was lost, and uh, rental assistance. And again, you know, we're talking about homeowners, of course, but also, and, and Lori mentioned, you know, renters right. as well. And so we're talking about we're talking about survivors who may have no insurance, mm-hmm. and we're talking about survivors who may have insurance. Sure, Sometimes right. people who are insured think, I'm not going to go there to register. I have insurance. There's it's not going to be anything for me. But, um, you know, insurance sometimes doesn't cover all of your needs. They don't meet all of the needs. And so that um, FEMA assistance could be some money that fills in. Um, exactly. And, and a lot of times people are underinsured. You can That's be true. uninsured, underinsured, or have no insurance. And there is a possibility of programs that can help you build back. And for where that, um, what the FEMA doesn't cover, right? The SBA, SBA that comes in. Loans exactly. Because a cap to how much the grants can be. Right. There are certain qualifications um, for the the home repairs, as we said mm-hmm. earlier. It has to be um, to get your house safe and sanitary. Absolutely. Um, the homeowners they can borrow up to two hundred thousand dollars to make repairs on their primary residence. Mm-hmm. And homeowners and renters can borrow up to $40,000 to repair or replace their contents of their home, and that includes cars. Mm-hmm. The, low, the interest rates are really low. They're as low as 1.8% wow. for homeowners. Now, um, I know that some people would have a concern, I've got a mortgage, and I can't afford a loan to go on top of that. If right. In a lot of cases, that... that um, you can refinance your ho- um, home with, disa- mm-hmm. with a disaster loan, and some people have actually had lower payments be- because of that. Right. Um, I mean, nobody wants to go through a disaster, and, and I, I mean, it's it's 
it's heartbreaking. It is. It really is. And um, as I said before, if you were referred to, um, to SBA by FEMA, mm-hmm. complete that disaster loan application. The sooner even the if better. You don't think you can qualify. Right. Um, even if you're not sure you want a loan, you mm-hmm. don't have to accept it if you're approved. Mm-hmm. It won't disqualify you for FEMA um, right. aid if you if you fill out that disaster right. loan application That's and you're accepted. That's great but if you don't fill it out and um, you're not eligible for, for FEMA um, other mm-hmm. needs assistance, you have to fill out that uh, loan application. If you're right. denied, you're referred back to FEMA, but you have to fill that loan application to be eligible. Thank you for that. And Lori, let me ask you on top of this, does one have to wait for insurance to settle to apply no, for a disaster loan? No, we really recommend that people um, don't wait for your ins- insurance to settle because if it right. in- uh, settles after the July 9th deadline, mm-hmm. it's too late. That's the date, that's the deadline to register for FEMA. That's also the date, um, July 9th is the deadline to apply for an SBA disaster loan. And so get those applications in. As Absolutely. Pam mentioned, right. you, can, um, you can go online to, um, for the SBA disaster loan. You can go online at sba.gov slash disaster. Okay. You can um, go to a disaster recovery center. That's a great place to go because you can register for FEMA there. You can find out the status of your um, FEMA registration, mm-hmm. you can apply for the SBA loan all in one spot. They'll, you know, they'll walk you through it. They'll submit it right there. Wow! If you get a denial letter from from FEMA or, or even SBA, say it says zero. Read that letter. Don't don't say, oh, they're not going to help me. I mean, right. a lot of times when you're stressed, um, like me, sometimes I don't read everything. You know, right. I get, I, I just get frustrated yeah. you know and when you're that's stressed that, that's that's common so mm-hmm. read that letter it could be just that you need to fill out a disaster loan application it could mean that you you're transposed a number it could be something usually it's something very simple right, right and you can go you can bring that letter into the disaster recovery center and ask them questions absolutely you know ladies this this brings to mind there there was a saying my grandmother used to have about certain things and this made me think of when it comes to having the assistance for disaster recovery and when it comes to registering and getting the important paperwork filled out, even if you don't think, like you said, you may be eligible for it. My grandmother used to say on certain matters, and I'm going to include this as well, it's better to have it and not need it than to need it and you don't have it. Keep those options that's open. Exactly. That's wisdom yeah. speaking Thank right you. There. Absolutely, <laughs> right. absolutely. Yeah. And that's stuck with me all this time. And it, it makes me, you know, want to apply it now in certain situations and to stress that to our radio family and to our listeners. With that, uh, Pam, what happens after a person registers for disaster assistance? Let's talk about that. Okay. Well, shortly thereafter, uh, the survivor will be contacted by an inspector who mm-hmm. wants to continue the process with you, look over the property, examine the damages, and even if you have made some repairs and it doesn't look exactly like it looked um, at the time of the violent storms and the tornado, I mean, these inspectors are trained. I mean, they can see what was there, what wasn't there, how the storm impacted uh, the property. So they will contact you and schedule an appointment to come to your home and um, document the damage. Mm -hmm. Talk to you about what 
what's your story? How much did you lose? You don't even have to necessarily show them pictures. You, you need your own kind of documentation. Right, exactly. They're not there to look at um, pictures. They're not there to examine your documentation. I mean, they're getting a physical lay of the land. And you know what, um, Renee, when you're dealing with disasters and calamities of this nature, right. they can bring out the best in the in humanity, and they can bring out the worst. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes there is a criminal um, element at play, and maybe mm-hmm. someone is misrepresenting who they are exactly. trying to get right. from you. Very so true. I want to make it very clear that a FEMA inspector has a badge that has mm-hmm. his or her um, picture on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a registration number. It is official you'll you'll know that they are the real deal when you see it so don't just let a a fema cap or a fema shirt i mean you can get those anywhere anywhere very true and make sure that you can see it clearly Mm -hmm. if if it's kind of hidden you just ask let me let me see uh, your badge and let me make sure that you are a fema inspector they will not ask you for any personal information like your social security uh, number and they will never ask you for money Mm-hmm. And they won't give you recommendations. They'll call this person, you know, if you need uh, right. a roof done or something built back in your home. It takes about 15 to 45 minutes or so mm-hmm. to go through uh, the inspection. And then that becomes part of your application process. I mean, that yeah. uh, begins to fill in what you may be eligible for in terms of Excellent. I thank you for, for, for sharing all of that information. To really emphasize to our listeners, Pam and Lori, to our radio family, that if that individual does not represent any of that criteria, you either call the police, law enforcement, law yes. enforcement exactly, yes. some form of law enforcement, or you just run that person as quickly away, yeah. you know, in a non-criminal way, of course, but just get that person off your property, off your premises, if they don't properly represent who they say they are. And that's so important. And um, the latest numbers that I have, mm-hmm. uh, FEMA, is that we have uh, completed 440 uh, inspections. So the process is moving, moving. right along. Right. And um, after that, um, the inspection is done. Uh, some other processes that need to, to, to play out, mm-hmm. but uh, it will ultimately end with the survivor getting that determination letter that Laurie uh, spoke about that will let you know what um, disaster assistance you grant you are eligible to receive, or it may be a determination letter that says you're not, denies you your Mm -hmm. eligibility, and then that's where we really say, and and I don't want to keep repeating what Laurie said, but you really need to read it carefully Carefully. because it doesn't mean that it's over. It could be Mm -hmm. something simple, just some paperwork that's missing right, yeah. right and exactly can, and you can solve that you know very very um, quickly um and get help from fema fema mm-hmm. workers will help you go through the appeal process but all of the details are in the letter and in the moment you may think i've got i'm sitting around in disaster and they mm-hmm. de- and this is a denial letter mm-hmm. it will tell you why and then it will right. tell you what you need to need do, to do. To exactly and, and part of the fix it could be an appeal right or it could be um providing more documentation, more paperwork. Fantastic. It is the weekend edition of Community Focus on our intercom stations. Thank you, Radio Family, for your great company. I really want to thank the company of Pam Salsby and Lori Dana joining me. Great information talking about disaster assistance for residents of North Carolina affected by not just the tornado, but the severe storms right. that have impacted a lot of our area residents. And, and do we still have time? 
Yes, plenty oh, of time. Okay, because we also offer disaster loans for businesses, and, and businesses are vital. Absolutely, absolutely. And not just small businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, businesses of all sizes can borrow um, funds to re- repair or replace their equipment, right. their inventory, any of their assets, mm-hmm. but they can also apply for working capital loans to help them pay the bills they would have been able to pay had the Very tornadoes not Excellent. So on top of that, Lori, here, here's my next question, because outside of personal property that was damaged, area businesses, there were likely a lot of places of worship that yes. were impacted. So let's include area churches. Can they apply for disaster yes, loans as well? They can apply as a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. The interest rates for nonprofits okay. are as low as 2.5%. And landlords can also okay. apply as a business. So um, if you own a house, you can only um, apply for the disaster loan yeah. if it's your primary residence. So right. You can't right. do it for your for vacation. vacation. Very but true. landlords can apply yeah. for it. Yeah. Ladies, this is just an aside question. I'm obviously talking to the two of you who are experts in your various fields, likely years of experience and in your area of expertise. May I ask how long each of you individually have served in your role Lori, I'll, I'll start with you with SBA. Okay, I've been with SBA for a couple years. Okay, okay. And, in California. Re- and you made the trip here to North Carolina. Thank you so much for that. And people are so friendly and so gracious. That's here. our Southern hospitality yeah, really, we're giving I you, just, Lori. I don't know if I'm going to Take that now. back to you, California you know, you know, with might, you. <laughs> I need a job. I might oh, come on. Move on. To, listen, <laughs> move on over to, to, the, to the east side, to the east coast. We would love to have you. And, and Pam, likewise for you. Well, I'm, I'm new uh, with FEMA. You're it'll the newbie. Be, it'll be a year uh, wow. you know, coming up um, in August. But I do have a, a big background in crisis um, okay. communications, right. which is, is critical. And um, I don't know if some of your, your audience might recognize my name from WREL. I was like, yes, look at you. Mm-hmm. So, so That's I, why I didn't say it. It's like, I know who this so is. They might listen <laughs> and they may, because they can't see us. They may say, oh, I think you recognize that voice. That voice. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, so this was kind of like a coming home for me under, you know, unfortunate um, circumstances, but it's, it's always great to be back. In Absolutely. Carolina, for sure. Well, it's always great to have, to have our home girl back. Absolutely. Now, how did the two of you happen to meet and connect and have the opportunity, not just as individuals, but as agencies joining forces to work together? Uh, because we're assigned to do that. Very yes. good. And, and, you know, whenever there's a disaster declaration, the, the, the weight and the feel of the SBA changes right. because it's small business yeah. administration. And right. So you're thinking it's business, small business. Mm-hmm. But, then, but it... it morphs yeah into, it does it really does and absolutely at the hip uh, to, to try to help people build back and um you know laurie mentioned it and i think i just need to make it clear because you know fema doesn't come in to save the day so to speak to bring right. you back to exactly where you were before the the storms and tornado hit but we consider ourselves a, a ray of hope a bridge um to kickstart you to the right. long-term recovery. Exactly. So the, the money is not as big and grand um, as you may uh, get from the SBA mm-hmm. if you're looking at a loan if that you're eligible mm-hmm. for. But what we do want to do is give people what they need to begin Absolutely. to take the steps to, um, to rebuild um, their lives. And so the home situations that we leave people with, we want to make sure that when they get assistance from us, that their home is um, 
stable, sanitary, right. functional, exactly. uh, sustainable. And, um, and then that gives the person a time to just kind of sit, breathe, rest, and then get on with what they need exactly. to do. Exactly. Pam, that just ties in so wonderfully with the next question I wanted to ask you. Now, let's just say, what if people have already cleaned up, they've made repairs to their property, are they still eligible to register with FEMA? Definitely. They're still eligible to register for assistance. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, after a disaster, I mean, that's kind of, you know, w- what you instinctively want to do is right. to try to get things back to normal, whatever that new normal ba- may look like. Right. You know, that's kind of where your head is. Mm-hmm. And so um, people these days with smartphones and, and technology, yeah. you can record the damage, you can take exactly. pictures of the damage, uh, uh, receipts that you may have uh used your own money to pay for things. Right. And all of this is just building, building for documentation in your application. Mm-hmm. Like I said, inspectors, when they get there, they can see what was done on, in addition to what you've done. They can right. tell, you know, what was caused by that tornado and enter that into the application process. So don't let that stop you from registering if you have already right. begun exactly. an effort to uh, to build your property back. Excellent. And we touched on this a little bit earlier, ladies, with with both agencies. Is there a deadline for people to register for disaster assistance? We want to make sure that that we, if they were with us for the first half of the program, some may just be joining us and are just hearing all of this and trying to take it in. And hopefully, Radio Family, you're taking notes in the process. I know I definitely am. Let's touch on if there are any deadlines that they need to be made aware of. I just have one, and I know Lori may have a couple to um, to broadcast, but right. the um, the deadline to register for FEMA individual disaster assistance is July 7th. Okay. The um, deadline to um, to apply for disaster loans for mm-hmm. property is, is the same as mm-hmm. the FEMA registration, okay. which is July 7th. Um, the deadline to apply for working capital loans to pay the bills that the businesses would have been able Mm -hmm. to pay, that deadline is February 8th. Okay. And another way to look at it, Lori, if I'm correct, economic injury, is that what it's referred to as well? Okay. economic injury disaster loan. Very good. That's February 8th, and July 9th actually is the deadline. It's the deadline. Okay. So so Radio Family, keep those dates in mind. Hopefully we'll have enough time, which... As always, when we're in the middle of great conversation, time seems to elude us. But in the couple of minutes that we have remaining, Lori, I wanted to address this question. Why does FEMA refer people to the SBA? Um, For for long-term recovery. The SBA is the only federal agency providing assistance for long-term recovery. And um, FEMA provides um, emergency and, um, as she she said, to get you on Mm. your feet. Great, mm-hmm. great. And, and you know, the, the other thing is, and, and I hear it from survivors, it's like the last thing they say they want to hear is someone talking to them about a loan when right. they're already in depth, or maybe they use their reserves just exactly. to Exactly. It's, it's just something about that word, loan. Right. And you always want to equate yeah, payment to it. in the struggle yeah. mm-hmm. and financially, and so they're right. talking about a loan. But there's a, a really good reason um, mm-hmm. why folks should give it some consideration. Right. And then, of course, you know, just like your grandmother said, better to, to have, have it and not need it. That's right. To, yeah, to but need it and not well, have it. Exactly. The rates are real low. They're one yeah. point, as low as 1.8%. And the term. And the ter- up to 30 years. Wow. That's a good point. That is. And it's a lot cheaper than your credit card. Yeah. The interest rates are, you know, sky high. Exactly. And, and then you, you can also, if you had an extension 
extensive damage to your property, you right. can um, refinance that home with the disaster loan application. Excellent. Now, with that, and that's another great tie-in. Ladies, your timing is just impeccable. Thank you for this. How can people who have registered to check on the status of their cases? They can go to the DRC that's in Greensboro on Maple Street. They can go in there. Like I said, you know, get that human touch, get exactly. one-on-one attention and find out exactly where they are in the process. Or they can call the helpline and they've got to, everyone's uh, issued a registration number. You give that to right. the person who's willing to help you on the other line, um, 800-621-FEMA. 800-621-3362, and you can find out the status. You know, is there an inspection coming up? You know, right. What else, what else am I waiting for? What else yeah. do you need from me? Um, and and that's just a great number to keep on hand as you go through the steps of the process. Excellent. And it is a process. It is, very much so. And Pam, thank you for mentioning that because you did talk about it earlier, about the Disaster Recovery Center on Maple Street. How long will it stay open? Well, that will be based on need. Need as okay, long as good. people are are coming. I mean, and what I've seen in um, bigger disasters, and, and when I say bigger disasters, it's so relative because when it's your home that was destroyed and your family just at you know right. in a state of of trauma and um and and at their wits end, that's big to you. Like you, you right. it's, it it uh, has an impact. But I've seen uh, disaster recovery centers. Uh, close in phases mm -hmm. because the, the traffic's no longer coming and people have had right. their needs met. met and exactly. so that's kind of how you might value or or measure when a DRC is going to close so, down. But we have no plans to, to close very the good. on Greensboro. Excellent. So go, so, but yes. don't wait. Just right, exactly. Go in there as soon as possible because right. as it, the only way it's going to stay open is if people are going in. Exactly. Yeah. So the sooner, the better. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Ladies, a fabulous job. I hate time ran out on us. If we ever have another opportunity to talk about this, will you please come back oh, on the program? Would, All right. So we'll, we will communicate on that. I want to thank you, Pam Salsby. Good to have you back, homegirl. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Renee Bond. And, and we are going to we're going to make Lori uh, honorary and welcoming her to the Carolinas all the way out on the West Coast. Lori, Dana, I appreciate you, both of you, for what you do. Thank and you if oh you're so welcome. Thank you. And I want to extend that on behalf of our radio family and our listeners who may not have the opportunity to, to speak to either one of you directly. I want to extend a thank you from them to the both of you. I really appreciate it. Welcome to the Community Focus family. Thank you. Thank You're you, so Community welcome. Family. <laughs> thank you for having us. Thank you. I really appreciate that. You are very welcome. And thank you, Radio Family, for the good things that you are doing in our communities and reaching out your neighbors, your friends, loved ones, anyone that has been impacted by this tornado and severe storms. You have the information. Please act on it as quickly as you possibly can. And thank you for your great company. No goodbyes from me, ladies, just until next time. So until that next time, enjoy the rest of your day and the rest of this weekend as we bring another edition of Community Focus to a close. Take care. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law.